This is episode 657 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How These Elections Will Affect Preppers. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. So glad that you can join me. Hey, if you are used to getting this podcast episode or the podcast on Monday morning, I, I gotta apologize because I'm, I'm recording this on Monday morning and so this is Labor Day. And, uh, you know, we've gotten to the point where my parents are coming over on Sunday evenings for dinner every Sunday. And I've been recording the podcast on Sunday evenings and, and uh, really late. And that's fine. That's, you know, that's the way that I've been doing it. Or I try to, if there is an interview, I try to do it on Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, we, we, we do it that way. But uh, last night I was just so worn out. And I was like, I, I knew I wasn't going to do a very good job. So I decided to let me just postpone it to, you know, Monday morning since I was going to be off. And although I'm not really going to be off, I'm going to be working uh, from home. But uh, I have this time in the morning where I can go ahead and focus on the podcast. And, and uh, I was able to write out some more notes that I, that I really wanted to focus on here after we read this article. So I'm going to take my time and just uh, go through this article and share some of my uh, some commentary that I have at the very end here. But before we jump into our article, we did receive a couple of reviews, uh, five-star reviews that I just want to share with you. On uh, August 30th, 98Fun said, and uh, I believe 98Fun is from uh, the UK, if I remember correctly. Says, thank you so much for this podcast. Some podcast you listen to will give you one tip in the whole episode. This podcast has been so rich with action items that I have to stop and make notes so I don't miss all the juicy goodness. I even have to pull over and take full notes when driving. I found this podcast last month after the government's response to COVID. Now I am going full geek mode on this podcast and getting prepared. The best thing is that his voice sounds the same listening to it on two times the speed so I can catch up on all 600 plus episodes while driving to work. Some people don't sound right when their voice is sped up. His is perfectly understandable at two times the speed and I don't have to struggle to understand it going fast. Thank you so very much. Hey, thanks so much 98Fun for that one. And uh, I didn't realize my voice sounded the same going two times as fast. Um, that is something that, that people do. I, I was listening to, well, when I listen to audiobooks, I do go a little bit faster on, on those. I don't go two times the speed. That's really fast. But I go a little bit faster and uh, to, to get through the books because there's a lot of them that I have that I want to listen to. And so uh, that's a, a nice little uh, thing that you can do. Um, a lot of people don't realize that you have that option on your podcast catcher. You can also do that on YouTube videos. You can speed up the the you know the rate of the video or you can slow it down. So that's a, just a FYI there. So the next review comes from Stove C. And Stove C says, Gotta love it. Great guest. Always good topics. Be prepared. Do your research. Have a plan. Everyone should tune in. 
So thank you for that. It's always a blessing when I get reviews come through and um, I'm able to read what other people are suggesting and, and also what other people are saying. It's just a, a, a lot of feedback, great feedback for me. I'm also getting emails and I appreciate those as well. Just uh, emails from people that are in the email group and uh, just people off of the website and things like that. And so that's just always a blessing to be able to to continue on. And, you know, I'm hearing a lot from people of faith as well. People who appreciate me talking about faith and talking about, you know, the the things that, that you know, that, that are on my heart. And so hopefully that is uh, something that will continue to happen. It's not something that I necessarily plan. It is something that I just share a lot of the times on the moment or in the moment. Um, there are some things here in this one that I'm going to share towards the end, though, specifically. So let's go ahead and jump into this article. It comes to us from askaprepper.com. But it was actually written by James Walton. So some of you will remember James. We've, I think we've done a couple of interviews here on, uh, on the podcast. And I've, I've gone over to Prepper Broadcasting Network as well. I've done some interviews over there as well. And so uh, James does a lot of writing. And uh, maybe not as much as he used to. But he's really been focusing on this election. And uh, we did a video. Or a video. <laughs> we did a, a podcast not too long ago. Focusing, getting prepared for the election and gearing up to it because preppers have been looking at this scenario for a long time. And I think now with everything that is going on, people are starting to wake up and realize there's there's going to be more of what is happening and it's not slowing down. So let's go ahead and look at this article. Let's jump into it. And uh, then I have some things that I want to share at the end. Again, the name of the article is How These Elections Will Affect Preppers from askaprepper.com. There has never been a time where prepping for emergency was on the mind of so many Americans. In fact, you could argue that collective minds of the world are all thinking, is it time to become a little bit of a prepper? Places like India are facing incredible infection rates, restrictions, and potential economic issues. They are one nation of many. While it might seem like rioting is happening only in your town or city, riots are happening all over the world. I have found that many more people are doing prepper things without taking on the moniker. I am a people prepper. This is music to my ears. I want as many people prepared as possible. In fact, I think prepping is just a return to lost ways and lost skills that dominated our history as humans. These polarizing elections are going to affect preppers in many ways. Some will be good, some bad, and some downright ugly. So the good. Without getting too political, I think we can all agree that this election is going to be a total mess. Not sure what aspect of it you have lost faith in, but it seems like a contested election and riots to follow are a given. For the first time in a long time, Americans seem in accordance with this. It's not some kind of prepper conspiracy. However, these elections are hardly all bad for preppers. So first, a good thing. The chaos that has ripped through our nation while riding shotgun with the pandemic has undoubtedly affected many. People are seeing that there is more to these warnings from preppers and survivalists. Our ranks are swelling and that is a good thing. While it can feel a little weird to have our cool group infiltrated by people who have not heeded our warnings over the years, it's important we welcome them with open arms and help them get settled in. These elections and the chaos that follows will absolutely create more preppers. Another thing, if you are not drumming up conversations with neighbors at this point, it is safe to say that you are a lone wolf material. 
It's not easy and it can be scary, but having a neighborhood of people who are switched on to the threats is like gold. Right now, it's easier than ever to talk about things like neighborhood security, neighborhood watch, emergency planning, and the like. Offer up your expertise to your community and see who bites. If you put yourself out there a little bit, you could find several allies in your own community. And it might be time to level up. These elections are going to increase the number of preppers at the starting gates. If you have been resting on your laurels, it might be time for you to consider taking things to the next level. Use this opportunity to increase your own level of preparedness. Maybe the time has come to jump to solar power, dig a well, or even just start some new prepper hobbies like blacksmithing or woodworking, archery, metal detecting, or something else you have been wanting to try. You could always transform your home into an urban homestead. No matter what you do, use the motivation from all these new preppers to step up your game a bit. Now the bad. Calamity and chaos in the streets makes new preppers. The threat of botched elections and polarized red versus blue population also helps swell the prepper ranks. That said, there are some downsides to all of this too. As far as firearms go, or ammo, as our social media feeds are hijacked by videos of violence and murder in the streets, more and more people will buy firearms to protect themselves. We have added 5 million new gun owners to the ranks in the last six months. This surge in gun ownership has created a shortfall of firearms and ammo inventories everywhere. Guns are hard to find and ammo is overpriced. This is an issue when it comes to preppers wanting to add to their stockpiles. Now, what about those of us who are being silenced or those who are being silenced? Social media, academia, and the modern office have all been affected by a radical level of censorship. This will only be exacerbated by the national friction created by the election. While preppers have a great amount of information to help people through the coming chaos, their voices might be silenced in these venues and others because of things like religious, political, or social values that bristle against the norm. So as far as resources go, who could forget toilet paper gate? This election, coupled with the terrifying blend of flu season and COVID-19, will create new lockdown restrictions across the nation. This time, people will see it coming and resources will be scarce. All right. Uh, you know, I want to say something there, but I just don't, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a joke now about the whole toilet paper thing and how, uh, you know, all of that stuff. I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to keep moving. All right. The supermarkets will be sparse again and the resources preppers have come to rely on to build their prepper pantries and cleaning stockpiles might not be available again. So what about limited preps? Along with the added strain on supermarkets and suppliers, your favorite online prepper shots will also struggle to keep inventory on hand. This is great news for the suppliers, but bad news for preppers who are still stocking food storage. Buying prepper-related items will become harder to do and the wait will be much longer. Now let's talk about the ugly. There are some good and bad things that will affect preppers based on the coming elections. However, there are also some things coming that are just plain ugly, some through laws and others through the very prepping market itself. So government dissolution. While it is easy to bark about the problems with mail-in votes and funding of post offices, and there are much larger issues afoot. Sure, we may not know who the president is until 2021, but more importantly, people are going to lose even more confidence in their government. 
If enough people lose total confidence in the government, things can get really bad. At the height of the pandemic, there were many threats that perked up the ears of preppers. The administration was threatening those who may have had extra masks, hand sanitizer, or other things necessary for frontline emergency professionals dealing with those who were sick. The message was focused on people who stockpiled these items for resale. But if the shortages persisted, who knows how far these threats would have gone? Are you prepared to turn over your preps over for the greater good? With many more preppers building food storage stockpiles, continued shortages would undoubtedly affect the messaging from our government, and a focused lens could be held over preppers who have food to spare for those who have not prepared. Now, where there are many people who are selling legitimate prepper products, the prepping, survival, and emergency preparedness market is booming. This means that there is money to be made in unscrupulous drop shippers and affiliate marketers will throw low-quality low products at the market. This is more of a problem for new preppers who cannot draw the distinction between quality products and cheap Chinese ones that are produced at the lowest price points to maximize profits. The snake oil salesman will be in full effect to take advantage of election time uncertainty. No matter the outcomes of this election, the nation will be affected forever. No matter which side you fall on in this thing, you must understand that preppers and Americans in general will be all more concerned, more upset, and more disturbed at the condition of their nation. The laws that spin off the next administration will be important for preppers to watch. These will be high emotion laws that will affect our nation for an awfully long time. As the economy struggles, the nation is gripped by violence and the government overexerts its efforts to appear effective. We could quickly become a more oppressed people. We must remain vigilant. Preppers will survive the coming election, but the world they inherit may be hardly recognizable. All right, so that's our article there. Again, coming to us from askaprepper.com. And, uh, you know, last week, I know I was talking about uh, not focusing so much on the doom and gloom, but when uh, I'm, I'm looking at some of these things, I'm like, man, you know, we still, we need to talk a little bit about this stuff because things are, things are coming and I hate to think that things are going to change and, and maybe change forever, right? I, I think people, I know I saw somebody say, if someone says the new normal, I'm going to punch them in the face or something like that. Uh, I saw that on one of the social medias. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of agree with them. But at the same time, I understand that we are. We Things have changed. We have gone so far to extremes here that it's going to be hard to bring some of these things back in and, and things are happening. So let's just talk a little bit about some of the things that James uh, talked about in his article here. He talked about community and meeting your neighbors. You know, James, if, if you don't remember, if you don't remember listening to that podcast episode, he talked about his book called uh, Come Unity. And uh, so he talked about how to you know, affect your community, how to make changes there, how to get people to talk. We've become very isolated where we come home and, and we come home from work and we come into our homes and we don't necessarily know our neighbors and we don't talk. And, you know, some of the things that he talked about in that episode were maybe starting a community garden, see who wants to go out there and start gardening. That could kind of get the ball rolling. You know, gardening and firearms always seem to be like gateway drugs to preparedness. Um, he talked about doing a neighborhood watch, setting that up, and and you know 
bringing people around along those lines. And now more than ever, like he said in this article, that makes a lot of sense. People are probably going to be more willing to you know, uh, volunteer and participate in a neighborhood watch. He talked about other items and other things as well. And I think that's you know, just one of those books that you that you go and you, you go read and you start implementing some of these things if you can. Start reaching out to your neighbors. If, if nothing, you're just reaching out. And when you start seeing them, start trying to build that, um, you know, that conversation with you, with them. Start trying to uh, just say, say hi and, and, and go over and, and whatever, whatever you can, you know, when, when you have those moments. But I think that's going to be important. So as people know each other and they can depend on each other, there's that that uh, unity there. There's that that common bond between people who live together and who want to help each other protect their homes and protect their um, you know their families. And so I think that's going to be one of those smart moves. If you've seen you've seen things on on social media, I'm sure where neighborhoods have. Um, they they heard that Antifa or protests were coming out to their neighborhoods and and they set up shop man at the, at the front of their of their streets and their neighborhoods and they're like yeah you're not coming in here you know uh, there was other uh, videos that I've seen where they ran you know some protesters out of their out of their their neighborhood and all the guys came together and they did that and like no you're not coming in here you're not smashing up our cars you're not smashing up our homes you're not causing chaos. You're not going to come in. If you're going to come in here, you're going to be met with resistance. Now, I think that's going to happen more and more because I think people are going to be fed up. And as people are going over, you know, to one side or the other, we're going to see those things. And like we've seen already, we've, we've seen people die on both sides at, at these riots, I think is just going to escalate from here. And so we need to be very careful and we need to be paying attention. So he talked a little bit about upping your game, and I, I really like that, upping your preparedness game. So that could mean a, a couple of different things that he, he mentioned here. He said upping your game with skills, and I always think that's a great thing. You know, right now with, uh, I see some people that I know on on social media who say, I just finished, you know, all seasons of this show. Does anyone have another show that they recommend? And it's like I get this picture that people are just sitting in front of their televisions or their their uh, laptops and just binging on, uh, you know, shows on Netflix and Hulu and YouTube and all these other things. And there's nothing wrong with being entertained. There's nothing wrong with uh, a little bit of that, you know, escapism, I guess. I like watching a great movie as well. But where that kind of like takes up our whole time and we don't have any time for anything else. I think that's something that we need to be careful with. And so building up skills, maybe, again, I always talk about gardening, but maybe there's other things. He talked about woodworking and blacksmithing and whatever, maybe something that you're, you're good at or you, you want to use as a, as a job and you want to have some kind of a, a side business, you know. And so you can you know, start focusing on those types of things. So upping your game with skills, whatever that means, I also think upping your game with uh, resources that you have for those for using those skills like even tools and so i think if, if you don't have some good set a good set of tools i think maybe right now is a good time to invest in those and uh and, and focus on some of those tools that that uh, you wish that you would have and maybe you've been waiting to buy some of those things maybe right now is the time to do that i think you need to up your game and one of the the considerations is food 
I, I'm, I'm hearing that from so many different places. Now, I, I got to be honest, the other last weekend or two weekends, two week, two weeks ago, we uh, we met online. So um, actually, we meet again, the the email group, those that are that are uh, in the email group, we meet. Uh, so we'll be meeting tomorrow. Right. And I shared last time we met that there was a lot of holes in my grocery store where it had been increasing and things looked really, really good. And then all of a sudden I went and it was, there was a lot of holes and I was a little concerned because I was starting to get flashbacks of when things started kind of, uh, you know, going crazy. And then I went back yesterday and things were, were really good. So, um, you know, that's one of those things, but I know everyone, especially in the group are, are at different places as far as what their grocery stores look like. But I think it makes a lot of sense right now to, up your game with your food storage. It just makes sense. Food that you're going to eat anyway. Food that you're going to 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 you know, store for your family. And so I just think that that's um, you know that's smart to do. So increasing your food like right now, you can you can do so many uh, so many things. You can still order online. You can still go to the grocery store. Um, at least where I'm at, I don't have any limits on anything right now. But Everybody is saying that that is going to come. And so why why wait? Why wait until that is the case? Why wait until we see that really going on and, and start to stress when you can start adding now? The worst case scenario, if you go and you stock up on food, is that you don't have to go to the grocery store. You, you don't have to go to the grocery store as much. And maybe you're going for some fresh items. Maybe you're going for some vegetables and, 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 and milk and things like that. But you don't have to go for the big bulk of items. So I think it's really smart to up your game with food. I think it's smart to up your game right now in your finances. I wouldn't be looking at acquiring a lot of new debt right now. Um, I mean, you know your own finances. You know where you're at but that's just me. I wouldn't be looking to do something like that. I would be looking at maybe my reserves and, and maybe, you know, what do I have as far as, you know, cash reserves, money in the bank, money in savings and those kinds of things. And I know that's a very personal issue, but that's where I would kind of be at right now. And just knowing, do I have a little bit of extra money if I need to weather the storm of, you know, losing my job or getting a pay cut or maybe even helping a family member. That might be something that is on your, you know, you know, in your in your future, helping a family member, helping your your child and maybe helping or your adult child. Right. Um, I was reading an article where it said there's more millennials living with parents now than like ever. And so you have kids living older adult kids living with their parents. But we're really going to become, I, I believe, and I've heard this, that we're going to become a multi-generational you know, family households, where in the past you might have had grandparents and you might have had you know, older kids living with you. I think we might be going to that again. And so some of you, are, I've heard from some of you that are already experiencing that. And so that, that brings on a whole new list of things as far as you know, people living in close proximity and needing to, um, you know, live with understanding and, and not get on each other's nerves and everyone, uh, you know, trying to be at peace with each other. And so you have all these things going on. So you might be helping a child or they, you might be helping them, you know, by, by allowing them to move back into the, to the home. 
Uh, you might be helping your own parents, right? And so all these things are, are starting to come into play and could come into play. So you need to be, you need to be ready and be thinking about some of these things. One of the things that uh, he talked about was really was government overreach. And I'm not necessarily focusing on the things that he talked about here, but that is a concern. Now, uh, I watched John Haller's prophecy update. I normally watch it on Sunday morning uh, or Sunday after church, but I didn't do it yesterday. I watched it actually this morning uh, after my morning devotionals. I, I started watching that video and he talked a little bit about that woman in Australia. Now, I already knew about it, and I don't know if you've heard about it, but this was a pregnant mom who posted, and it wasn't even anything bad about the protest in Australia. This is Australia, and I know I have listeners from Australia listening to, to this podcast, and she was taken to jail in handcuffs in front of her kids. I mean, there's a video on it on Twitter and you can go you can go search for it and it's there. And so some of us would go, man, that's Australia. I can't believe, you know, I, you know, I can't believe that they, were, they would be doing that, but still it's Australia and it's still over there. It's not over here. But government overreach, it's, it's, it's here as well. And I don't know if you've heard about what's going on in Ohio. I was kind of blown away. In fact, at the very when I first saw it, I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a conspiracy theory thing going on, and uh, started reading a little bit about it. And sure enough, it, it's legit. So I want to just read a little bit from. Um, and actually, John Haller mentioned this, but I had already heard about it. But he mentioned it again, and he's in Ohio, so. He was like, I'm really concerned about this, really, really concerned about it. And so uh, I'm reading from the OhioStar.com, the article. So if you wanted to go search it up, it's called Ohio FEMA Camps, Still More Questions Than Answers. So let me just read this first uh, paragraph here. The Ohio Star reported on September 3rd that Ohio Department of Health Interim Director Lance Himes released an order on August 31st First, in order creating Federal Emergency Management Agency, that's FEMA, FEMA shelters, and legalizing their use for people who are, quote unquote, unable to safely self-quarantine in their place of residence and to isolate those diagnosed with or showing symptoms of COVID-19, end quote. Like, what the heck is that? Come on. A FEMA camp being set up in Ohio and the reason for it is, quote, are unable for people who are, quote, unable to safely self-quarantine in their place of residence and to isolate those diagnosed with or showing symptoms of COVID-19, end quote. So what has been happening for, listen, I, I'm, I believe the, the virus, I, I believe that there is, there's a legit virus, right? I believe that people are, you know, get sick and they die. I don't believe we need to crush our economy. I don't, I don't believe that we need to have all the, the craziness that we see going on. I think that this is being used to control the population, like a lot of you believe. It, it's gone to the, uh, the side of lunacy now, right? But what if all these people, if, if, if this is legit, I mean, the order is legit. Don't get me wrong. The order is legit. But if they're worried about people who can't self-quarantine, what have these people been doing before now? You know? And so I'm like, all of a sudden, there are FEMA camps being set up in Ohio. Like, can you, what the heck? I mean, come on, this is the United States. And so 
you know, if this doesn't start concerning people, I think, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they're watching too many, you know, shows on Netflix or whatever. So, uh, you know, just with another little search, uh, I can't remember how I found this one. This is coming from the uh, website OhioStateNews.com. Okay, again, OhioStateNews.com. And it is a, uh, I think it's alternative news. Um, it says, um, at least it's not run by a, like a newspaper or anything like that. It's independent. It says, the CDC advises parents to prepare for sudden, quote unquote, sudden sleepover for school children. All right. So um, let me see here. Let me just read a couple of these uh, small or short uh, paragraphs here, sentences, actually. The Center for Disease Control recently updated their website advising parents to prepare for a quote-unquote sudden sleepover for their children in the case of a disaster, which could include COVID-19. Coincidentally or not, a few days later, on August 31st, a new order was issued by Ohio Department of Health Interim Director Lance Himes creating FEMA COVID-19 shelters and legalizing their use. The FEMA shelters are to be used to quote unquote, isolate those diagnosed with or showing symptoms of COVID-19. So there is a list here. Uh, or I'm sorry, there are links here. And then it says the CDC advised parents to prepare for children to be detained overnight in case of a disaster, listing COVID-19 as a biological threat that would qualify as a disaster. Are you kidding me? Come on, guys. I mean, this is like, wake up and smell the coffee here kind of stuff. And and this is the kind of stuff that that is going to push people over the edge. So we look at this, you know, this pregnant mom in Australia who on in the video, the one that John Haller was showing, like she's like I I have an ultrasound in an hour and you're arresting me in my pajamas in front of my kids. And we're coming over here to, you know, the CDC is putting stuff out, you know, prepare for sudden sleepovers. Ohio has uh, you know, put into effect FEMA shelters for people who can't self-quarantine. I mean, this is some really crazy, crazy stuff. And so imagine the government and kind of like what James was saying here is the government in order to show like they're being effective is going to be, is going to put out some, some crazy stuff here. And at what point do people start saying, Whoa, wait a minute, that's not going to happen here, you know? And uh, so that's, it's crazy. All right, moving on to, to the next topic here, just shortages. I kind of talked about this with food, but could we start seeing shortages in a bunch of other things as well? Is there something that you've been looking for, like something that you need for your household, that you know that you need, that you need to go ahead and do and take care of, you know? And so that might be something that you need to start thinking about how you need to do that. And I understand money is tight and those types of things, but if you have the money, if you're able to do it, maybe now is the time to go ahead and make those purchases of things that you feel might not be available a little bit later on. Then we've got to deal with the possibility of violence in the streets. I don't know if you saw the 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 videos and the things about Rochester, New York. I mean, people were out at dinner enjoying time out on the streets and protesters came and just kind of pushed them away. I mean, people had, people got up and at some points it got violent. People were throwing chairs and things like that. In other, there was a nice restaurant where people were kind of sitting, they were inside the restaurant, although it was kind of like a closed off area, but it was, you still would have been considered inside the restaurant. 
and protesters came and the people, you see all these people kind of standing up like, is this legit? Is this real? Is this like a show that the, that the restaurant's putting on? And then they realize, wait a minute, people are starting to get rough. And so they wind up leaving. And so, you know, you saw the, the one picture of all the, the, the protesters, rioters, you know, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, whatever, around this one woman who was, you know, she was kind of leaning back. And all these were surrounding her, trying to get her to, you know, to comply or to raise her hand or to say that she was for it and she wasn't going to do it. And so, you know, you have this craziness going on and we just this type of stuff is going to continue to push people to one extreme or the other. And so as as violence continues to happen, you want to make sure that you are aware of what is happening, what is going on in your city. It, you know, it's like, hey, let's just go take a trip downtown. You got to be careful about that. You know, you know, we haven't seen a lot of craziness here in Houston, at least not that I have heard. But that doesn't mean that it's not happening. There's some places where it's not being reported. So I think you really need to be aware. I talked about that a little bit last week where you need to stay aware so that you can make good decisions for your family. And so, you know, maybe using the Nextdoor app, I think that is, you know, just because people in the community will uh, give you information. We've talked before about Twitter and, and able to, if you follow like local news, local police departments and things like that, where you can find out things, hot spots in your area. There are, if you're still on Facebook, which that has, um, you know, a lot of people are leaving Facebook. I mean, more than ever are leaving Facebook. But if you're still on it, joining a community group where you can find information, I, I think that's, you know, positive. Um, or at least, you know, you can get information there. There are apps you can find and just, you know, find one that has really good reviews. And so that you can, you know, find out what's going on in your area so that you can make good decisions for your safety, for your protection. So, you know, maybe you, again, like you were thinking about, maybe you weren't going to go into downtown, but you're traveling through downtown, maybe even on the freeway, but you know, things are going on like, you know what, they might get onto the freeway. I'm going to go around that, right? I'm going to find a way around that. And um, hopefully your city has that, you know, here in Houston, we have loops, we have 610 loop, we have Beltway 8, uh, you know, we have 99, we have all these loops that get bigger and bigger, but it allows you to go, you know, on the outskirts of town. And so maybe you have that as well in your town. And so you can make those good decisions. And then second to last year, I'm going to talk about being prepared mentally. Normalcy bias is a real thing. And, and I think we are going to be approaching things. Things are going to be happening here in our nation, at least in the United States. And, and again, those of you that are watching in other countries, you, you're going to experience this if you're not already experiencing it as well. You're going to see things that you just can't believe. It's like, I can't believe this is happening where I live. I can't believe that this is happening. This is like a movie. This is, this is something out of a, out of a book, you know, this is Hollywood, whatever. And your mind is not going to be able to just grasp that. Right. And so you need to be able to, to get past it and know, be prepared mentally that this stuff is going to happen. Things, crazy things are going to happen. And there's going to be pockets where it doesn't happen. You know, in the in the group, when we meet in the group, there's there's people that live in places like no, nothing's really happening over where we're at. You know, things are things are normal. Things are like nothing's going on. And then you have other other pockets of where things are happening. That doesn't mean that things won't continue to kind of flare up. 
and people people have lost their minds out there. And so you need to be mentally prepared. Don't be shocked and surprised when you start seeing this craziness go. And don't allow it to get you into a depression or uh, allow you to, to get so uh, weirded out that you're not able to make decisions, you know? You're you're knowing about this now. You're hearing about this now. To be prepared to to when you when you see it happening, you're able to respond and you're able to make good decisions. And so you, you got to be prepared mentally if we are moving into hard times. If we're moving into you know times where where we're not used to. And then lastly, I just want to say, are you prepared spiritually? Now, you know, most of you know, uh, unless you're really new to this podcast, that I'm a pastor and my pastor's heart always wants to, um, you know, let other people know that that Jesus is the way and that if you're not right with the Lord, that now is the time to, to do that. And if you've been uh, a Christian, a believer who's kind of been sitting on the fence and not playing, not really uh, taking your relationship with the Lord seriously, Maybe now is the time to start doing that, and and maybe now the Lord is trying to get your attention here. If you're not attending a church, I'd welcome you to come and and, and to our online church. Uh, we meet Sundays at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and uh, I would love for you to to come and be a part of that. And we've got things going on. We're going to have you know some online Bible studies, and we have online devotionals, and we have some other things going on. But I think that that's another another aspect of it. And if you are not a spiritual person, then hopefully you have, you're able to just focus on yourself. But if you are, if you think that there's more to all of this, then I hope that you consider that and, and you think about your relationship with the Lord and, uh, and getting right with God. Well, everyone, just a lot of things to think about here and not trying to be doom and gloom, but trying to prepare for what is ahead, trying to look at what's happening, what's going on, and, and trying to prepare for, for the future. And I think that's important. Make decisions right now that are going to benefit you and your family and that you can rely on you know, down the road and just you know, try to foresee what you need. Try to foresee the things that you couldn't get before and maybe now you can get, kind of stockpile those things. I jokingly said that, you know, uh, my wife, when we started talking about, you know, getting prepared and, and, and all of this for this COVID-19 and the shortages and stuff, uh, you know, when a woman really grasps the idea of prepping and, and they've gone without a little bit or they fear, they, they're going to go crazy. So if, you, if you're a guy and you have been the sole prepper and now your wife gets it or your, your spouse gets it, uh, they, you know, when a woman gets it, forget it, man. You know, they, they're going to really prepare and uh, they're going to prepare the family. So like, I think I have laundry detergent for two years now, so we're never going to have dirty clothes. We're going to be good, but there's all the other things there. So, you know, uh, talk with your spouse and, and if they're not on board with prepping yet, you don't have to talk about being prepared and things like that, but you can bring, bring up the facts like, Hey, when we had these shortages, you know, a couple of months ago, what were some of the things that you wish you would have had on hand? So, uh, you know, you would have had, you know, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have gone without, and maybe that will help. And you can start stockpiling a little bit there. Cause right now, unless, unless you're looking for like Lysol wipes and things like that, or uh, hand sanitizer, for the most part, you're able to get what you need. 
And so now's the time to start doing that. All right. So guys, that's it. That's it for episode 657. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant information out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF of 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.